What is the flipping story, homies? Um, just gonna flick my phone onto airplane mode. Don't want any text to be coming through. You know what I'm saying? Super popular dude. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just part of so many WhatsApp groups. You ever forget? thing where you're like I'm actually in too many whatsapp groups and I usually don't even read them I just click them like you know because most of the whatsapp groups that we get into unless we're very active in those whatsapp groups we don't know what the fuck's going on with them there's like a handful of groups that I'm like right yeah like I'm gonna I'm going to read all of the messages in this whatsapp group and I'm going to I'm going to you know um I'm going to to contribute to them like you know what I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna put meaningful texts and answers into them or I'm gonna send dank ass memes into them as well you know what I mean it's a bit of both really isn't it or something that I find funny I'm like yeah I'm gonna share it with these guys you know what I'm saying I'm gonna share it with these people because they're on my level they're on the same level of finding stupid shit funny like I do um but like most of the whatsapp groups I'm like like you you shouldn't be there but like, I'm like I'm too polite I'm too polite to like leave or or you know I'm too polite to um to 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 mute even you know what I mean I'm like oh yeah, fuck it I I don't want to do it just in case somebody does mention me in this like you know what I mean but anyway right forget about it um it's an incredibly beautiful morning here um in Wicklow in the cabin um Maybe I should rename this cabin chats or something, but then it only works for while I'm actually living in this cabin, which is probably not going to be for the rest of my life. But this this uh, this morning is absolutely marvellous. I like to call the sky that I'm seeing right now, I like to call it a Simpsons sky. Did you ever see the Simpsons sky when there's like clear def- clearly defined like tufts of cloud, you know, and they're interspersed with, you know, ultra blue sky. That's what I'm seeing right now. It's quite sunny this morning i'm actually wearing my asics running hat while i'm doing the podcast because i don't have any blinds on the window i have big curtains but if i pull the big curtains across it just cuts all the natural light out of the the room and it's quite a nice like the sun is kind of you know painting my skin at the moment a nice warm glow you know so i'm uh, i'm enjoying it so i didn't want to put down any blinds or or shut the 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 curtains over so i goes you know what you know what i'll do I'll fucking throw on a hat and that way then I can actually see out into this day I was outside early there with Sula just throwing the ball around the gaff and I and I, like the more I do it and the more I get the more that becomes part of my daily routine I realise how much I actually get from it um, you know a lot of the time because like we're not we're not secure here although we're very far away from any like busy roads or anything like that we, I just wouldn't fucking leave her out unattended you know and I and just when I'm working during the day I don't have all of the time to go out and you know be there and watch her fucking trot around the gaff so I, I go out during the day and I and I hit the ball for her because like I mean it when I say like there is nothing in the fucking universe that that dog wants to do more than run after the ball, collect it, drop it near me, not too near me. You know, she keeps her safe distance, uh, but she fucking drops the ball near me, and she um, she just fucking waits. Then she just she she drops the ball, and she fucking waits, and she kind of like she stays in this hunched kind of position. Have you ever seen like a leopard stalking its prey? I actually want to cover something about a leopard as well in a minute. But you ever see a leopard stalking its prey? That's the way a Sewell's is. She's just down. She's ready. She's primed. She's like a loaded spring. And she's ready to go, like, you know. And as soon as I even move my arm, she's already running away. Like, she's running in the opposite direction. She's like, like, ready to absolutely annihilate this, this wild ball intruding on her territory, like, you know. But what it gives to me really is it's like there's very little that you can actually think about well look maybe it's just me but I don't think about really anything else other than throwing the ball or hitting the ball with the hurley for her at that time do you get me it takes me completely out of myself and puts me right into the moment you know and at that time as well I feed into the outdoors I I, I kind of think about what the day is is it warm you know is it sunny is there kind of rain threatening is there and I feed into what I can see and what I can hear and what I can smell and, and what I can touch sometimes as well like you know what I mean if I'm touching the leaves of trees what do they feel like 
And I do feed into that as well while I'm out with her. But the majority of the time I'm just consumed with how happy and free she is. You know, in, in psychology, there is a um, there is a, a state of being that is known as free child, right? And free child is one of the only times where in psychology we actually want to be in that state. You don't want to be in child state in psychology, really. Um, you know, like this is coming from um, from from CBT, from cognitive behavior therapy. You don't really want to be in child state because that's basically you're using mechanisms that you used as a child. Your 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 learned learned experience um, to kind of try and help you get what you want from from a situation or life or from another person, right? But when when you're in free child that's when like your creativity is really flowing and you're like playing and you're in play and like there's a lot of there's a lot of um psychological literature on the 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 positive side of play and like not necessarily play in what we you know what we may um you know stereotypically believe play is you know fucking going down a slide or being on a swing or you know what i mean or playing chasing you don't have to do that as an adult like to be in play but like when I'm throwing the ball or I'm hitting the ball with the hurley for Sula she's playing but I'm also in play you know what I mean there's two parts of this like takes two to tango you know what I'm saying so I'm actually I'm part of this free child that she is bringing out of me you know what I mean because she's also in this you know if dogs were in free child but like dogs are also different to humans in many different ways because they don't really think about the past or the future. They think about right now. They think about right this very fucking instant. And so maybe she's drawing me more into that frame of mind when we're playing. You know what I mean? When we're playing, maybe she's drawing me into this live in the moment. You know, where's the fucking ball? Can, can you have the ball? Can I have the ball? Are you going to hit the ball? Are you going to throw the ball? Are you going to put the ball over there? There's a ball in your hand. Are you going to do something with that ball? You know, that kind of absolutely right there in the moment type, you know, thinking is she putting me into that when I'm when I'm playing with her, you know? So I feel like I enjoy it, you know, on a on a surface level. I just think it's fucking fun, you know what I mean? Like for for me to hit the ball for her and I I love the way that she reacts, the way she looks at the ball, the way she looks at me, the way she kind of, you know, she stays in that kind of pouncy type position and all that kind of stuff. I feed into the whole lot of it and I fucking love it. And she's just a great dog, really, right, you know? But dogs are just great anyway because they, they can actually teach us a lot about life if we let that in. And and what Sula has kind of really injected back into my life is this thought of play, playing. And, like, you know, when I'm out and I'm and I'm on the trail with her, I'm running around, I'm playing with her, I'm, like, you know, fucking around with her and kind of just, you know, like, she's getting the zoomies and I'm chasing her and I'm feeding into the zoomies and I'm creating the zoomies and feeding the zoomies and I'm getting my own version of the zoomies, you know what I'm saying? But she's just enjoying it and she's pulling that from me. And so I feel like I owe a lot to her, you know, um, because there are many days where you're like, oh, fuck it, you know, like life is kind of just like it's it's so variable that like you're never going to have a great day every day or a good day or a bad day every day there's going to be changes throughout everything like you know there's some days you're like oh god this is kind of a gammy kind of day in terms of like you know i'm just so you know no energy i don't have much going on and then boom she needs to be taken out to be played with and i'm like oh baby you know she's gonna she's gonna bring that out of me that play out of me you know so uh i owe a lot to her you know anyway that's my that's my little introduction I'm, I'm really delighted at how beautiful the day is i'm actually i was out with sula as i said this morning but i'm actually going to get outside and um i do a small bit of mobility kind of i try and do a small bit of mobility you know every day sometimes i don't i i do something every day something i do something and i mean by, by something i mean it could be just bending down touching my toes for a bit stretching my quads out a bit and then maybe reaching up into the sky small fucking couple of minutes maybe less than two minutes you know what i mean but i try and do something every day and sometimes i'll do a, a bit more you know and i'll roll out the yoga mat inside in the kitchen and i'll have you know i'll move around my body around the place i think today there's a little porch um that's about um six foot by 14 foot long um outside uh in, in you know outside the cabin and i think i'm gonna roll out the fucking yoga mat there and i'm gonna do a bit of meditation i'm gonna do a bit of movement and i'm gonna enjoy it because look it's a lovely day outside as well even if it was raining it's actually it's covered over and it's quite nice to be outside 
Um, but I do like to do that every day, you know, get outside and do those things. So I'm going to get outside because it is a tremendous morning. Um, it really is nice. Um, there's quite a lot of uh, spiders' webs um, blowing in the wind. You know, it's autumn. There's lots of spider webs, and there's lots of spiders' webs interconnected in the branches outside, and the shine of the of the sun and the little tiny wind that's blowing is kind of showing them, you know, showing them to me. And it looks like it's kind of like a, you know, an interconnected highway of light or something like that. It's like beautiful, you know, reflections of, you know, the hard work of these spiders trying to set up their homes. It's it's very, very beautiful. I don't think many people that don't dislike spiders but find it, you know, as beautiful as I do. But um, it is quite nice. Um, last week's podcast. Last week's podcast was Social Banafi Part 1. And the reason why I said Social Banafi part one and they're not actually being a part two yet is because i knew there was going to be multiple parts right i knew there was going to be multi multiple parts to this because the the whole kind of idea or theme of social banafi is questioning 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 getting answers and then questioning the answers right and so there are deeper levels of understanding and honesty that's what i'm searching for right now you know what I mean I'm searching for to really understand myself and know myself right and call myself out on my own bullshit as well right like which is really important in life to call yourself out on your own bullshit right so like last week I talked about kind of the motivations behind what we do or uh, what we love to do right or why we love to do what we love to do you know and it's a question I don't think many of us actually ask or maybe it's a question that many of us aren't really in the position to answer properly. I don't know if I'm in the position to answer this properly. I'm trying to actually answer it, right? And we talked about the the idea that, you know, when I was fighting, people would ask me, why was I fighting? And I would say, because I love fighting. But then I, I, I presented myself with a, another alternative situation. Right, an alternative event and an alternative arena for me to fight in. And instead of being in a stadium with 1,500 or 2,000 people or my friends and my family and all of these things around me, why, you know, would I still do what I love to do, right? Would I still fight and say that I love fighting if instead of that stadium I was in a basement, right? And it was just me, my opponent, referee, and the judges, right? And there was no one recording the fight, so there was no evidence that this fight ever took place, right? And no one was ever going to see it, and no one was ever going to know, right? Would I still get in and fight under the you know preconception that I fight strictly because I have a love for fighting, absolutely I'm going to get in there and fight because it doesn't matter the situation and it doesn't matter the you know the 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 event or it doesn't matter the adulation or the the crowd or the amount of people that are going to see me do what I do it is about the love of fighting so absolutely I would but thinking about it honestly and realistically I don't think I would I don't think I would have fought Unless it would have been an opportunity for me to actually show off my skills, right? To, to actually show my skills to other people. And so that raises another question. If we're only fighting, right? And this is like, this is just my example. If we're only fighting so that we can show our skills to other people, who are we fighting for? Who are we fighting for? Are we fighting for us? Like, are we fighting for me? Am I fighting for Connor, or am I fighting for what Connor is going to get after this fight? Are we fighting for the feeling that Connor gets from other people knowing that we fight? That's a tough question. I I, I feel like it. I feel like that is the case. You know, I feel like that was the case at that point in time in my life. I was so, I had such low self esteem. And very little belief in myself as a person. And, and my own personal worth was quite low. 
that I thought that I needed to do this to bolster my own conception and and idea of myself, right? And so because of that yearning and that want and desire that was probably fostered from when I was three or four or five or six years old, right? Like, like from very young age of wanting to belong, wanting to be involved. I had a very difficult time making friends as a kid and I had very, very difficult time like growing up, like having normal, like, I didn't really like behave normally socially like you know what I mean because I thought that I had to put on this act of this clown or this you know uh fucking funny guy or whatever like uh for me to get get friends right for me to get buddies right and I didn't have many buddies um when I was a young fella and I found it very very hard to make friends right and so I I grew up with this um with another another aspect of my life was being a pleaser you know, not rocking the boat, you know, not calling people out on stuff when they were insulting me sometimes, and more so kind of giggling along with it and going, ha ha ha, it's okay that you're calling me fat, ha ha, because you're cool, right, and that type of mentality, it also fostered an awful lot of internal frustration and aggression and anger, and that led me to be, at times, violent, right, so that that kind of coupling of wanting to belong and having a tendency to be violent. I was like, maybe my mind worked, you know, subconsciously to kind of go, well, I know a way where we can fucking feel like we belong, we can be accepted by people, and we can fucking take out our aggression, right? And that is, why don't we become a fighter? So instead of fighting on a rugby pitch and getting sent off all the time, why don't you just stop fucking playing rugby and fight and use your natural ability to fight to 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 win fights and also just as just a, a kind of a side note i wasn't phenomenal at fighting i was i was a pretty good fighter i'd say i was probably i'd say i was probably six and a half seven out of ten right i wasn't i was just below the upper echelon in my in in the country or whatever like you know i i fought for an irish title and i fought for a four nations title and i narrowly lost both of those when i say narrowly lost the irish title if i hadn't been knocked unconscious in the last minute of the last round i think honestly looking at it i might have had a shot of winning it but i think i would have still have given it to paddy like you know i still would have given it to my opponent right but i i still put up a good fight in both of those you know and i think i actually should have won the four nations title right but anyway that's a fucking that's something that i've i've well and truly buried right and i realize that it is what it is but i feel like that was a natural thing for me to fall into was you know my motivation behind it was not necessarily for me to get something that gave me personal fulfillment but gave me something that like people would look upon favorably maybe think that I was cool or tough or or one of the other you know what I mean or whatever whatever way you want to look at it accepted you know I, I would feel accepted within that realm you know and I talk often about the the external versus the internal right and then and like that you know, I was always pulled by the external forces in life to feed into my own internal insecurities, perhaps, right? So the externals of life, let's say, Thai boxing and winning Thai boxing fights and training for Thai boxing fights and losing weight for weigh-ins and all of these things are tied up in this external, you know, want or desire for adulation, which then internally would... Um, maybe you know quieten the noise the sounds from my own internal insecurities about myself right and that that creates that positive feed feedback loop that i was discussing in the last episode of right i'm going to go out i'm going to train i'm going to fight i'm going to win and then i'm going to get good feelings from that and then i'm going to that's going to dissipate fairly quickly and then i'm going to be back into that loop of right well now we need another fight boom 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 train fight win maybe lose if you lose then you're 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 in a position where you even want to fight even quicker because you want to redeem yourself in the eyes of everybody when nobody actually really cares guys like no one actually really gives a fuck it's one of those things that i've really leaned on uh in my personal development through the postponement of project 32 i'm going to get to that a lot later right but uh, a little later really it should be an hour episode maybe right but through my postponement of Project 32 and looking back on my fighting career, right, 
no one really gives a shit like you know people will see a post on instagram this is this and this is a good thing this is not you know this is not a oh life is meaningless type of a, a vibe here this is just that people have so much going on in their lives guys they don't have enough time to hold on to what you're fucking doing with your life they don't they don't care i put a video up completely devastated completely devastated postponing project 32 and that was just because i felt like i i I felt like i owed it to the people that were you know that had you know um contributed already or had given me you know any support along the road and all that stuff i felt like i owed it to them but as soon as the video is up and people see it and people kind of finish commenting on it and all this kind of stuff they forget about it. They for, they probably forgot about it, or even they probably swiped past a lot of people. Swiped past it, never even looked at it, never even heard me utter a syllable. Maybe they even liked it after like five or six words. They might have liked it and goes, "Oh yeah, Jesus, postponed," and fucking got on with their lives. And that's exactly what I expect people to do, because they shouldn't feed into that as much. You know, they should be, they should be involved in their own lives and care about what's going happening in their own lives. But people don't fucking care. So, that, like, the chasing of the external validation is one of the most fucking useless things we can do, and yet we can easily find ourselves, you know, in a continuous cycle of of, of finding things that that allow us to get that external validation, right? And I, and I spoke the last time as well about me getting my, the job, you know, selling cars, trying to be that fucking cool car salesman fucking type personality, the three-piece suits and the bow ties and fucking driving the fancy new cars around the place and all this type of shit. I was fairly fucking average at the job. I was really good at selling cars and talking to people and creating interpersonal relationships by the time I had actually reached adulthood. I was very good at that. But I wasn't organised. I didn't really care about the upkeep of the dealership. I didn't really care about, you know that extra bit, that extra 10%, you know, that extra 10% that kind of allowed you to facilitate a high workload or, you know, creating needless stress for myself. I was always creating needless stress for myself by being unorganized and not doing the work that I should have been doing. And and, and that's it, you know, and making mistakes. Look, at the end of the day, what I was like, 23, 24, fucking, you know, and I was only fucking six years ago, but I was a dumbass, like, you know what I mean? And, and I fucking, you know, I was really, I was also in a lot of, per, in, you know, internal turmoil as well about my life. You know, I didn't really fucking feel like I wanted to, at times wanted to even be there or be alive or wake up in the morning sometimes. So it was like, sometimes it was tough for me to just fucking get out of bed and go to work, right? But that, that, that was also not, an, not, I'm not trying to make an excuse. I was also being lazy because I didn't care about the job. Do you know what I'm saying? Even though it gave me a great living, I really liked the people that I worked with. Um, I just didn't feed into it, you know, and I and I and I I didn't give I didn't give a hundred percent. No fucking way. I was I was lazy in a lot of a lot of ways, you know. Um, but I got I got by because I had that, I had that more personal approach, and I was able to create relationships with the customers. You know what I mean? And um, and really actually cared about what they wanted from the car. You know what I mean? And believed in the car, you know, because I liked driving them myself. So I was like, yeah, I fucking like driving them. You're going to like driving them, you know? So that that's that's where I was in terms of that. But it was more so I loved feeding into this idea of, as well, that kind of, you know, that man about town, bachelor type fucking, you know, player, ladies, man, whatever fucking way you want to call it, really fed into that type of shit absolutely just it's a load of crap like you know what i mean but i fed into it at the time and that was that was another created another you know um, external validation for me but what i really want to do now is like you know like with with each of these so-called truths that i'm saying right now there is probably another layer of honesty right if i'm really honest i like and this is the thing about trying to be honest with yourself is you may not ever fucking know if you're being 100% honest or not but in the in the seeking of personal honesty and personal understanding is the finding of internal victory and peace and contentment in my own personal estimation and it's what i have been fo- finding of late 
right? And it's allowed me to live my life in a far better way for me personally, you know? Just basically it has allowed me to trim the fat of what I actually need from my life, you know? And I'm digging deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and finding that deeper level of honesty, you know? And so, like, I never had thought about fighting in that way before. I knew that I was fighting because I, I was getting some sort of an external you know, validation from it, but I never thought about it in that, would you actually have ever done it? If it was just you and your opponent in the fucking basement. Do you get me? Would you have ever done it? You know, would you have, would you have fucking ever laced up the gloves if you knew that no one was ever going to know? And like, a lot of people train in Thai boxing and MMA and Jiu-Jitsu and they never compete. And I always wondered about that. I was like, why do you do it if you're not going to compete? It's a very tough sport. Like, it's hard. Why do you do it to not compete? And maybe it's because there's a genuine disinterest to actually fight somebody. Or maybe they don't back themselves. Uh, maybe they've they kind of told themselves that they shouldn't have done it, shouldn't do it so many times that they've, you know, they have started to believe that. Do you get me? So, like, it's easy to fall into. I, I think I've got fallen into that trap many times myself. So, like, you know, basically, I'm always constantly searching for me to be on a more honest level with myself and and that's where i am now in terms of this in terms of this you know journey through ultramarathon and through endurance and not just ultramarathon but like what i've really have actually you know one of the things that i have realized is i do i love ultramarathon but i just love actually testing myself in so many different ways but i all like I have to say, I do love mountaineering, multi-day mountaineering with a pack on your back, cooking your food out in the open, camping. That's something that I don't really fucking care whether anybody knows or not. I just fucking like doing it, like, you know what I mean? And I like being out and about and fucking doing that and just getting that natural connection to me. And like a bit of an isolation as well, you know, and, and a bit of a kind of me time, you know? And so I, I love that. So for me... It was kind of a case of, you know, I had to really think about my motivations behind endurance and, and behind ultramarathon, right? And what I have kind of, I suppose, developed or understood so far, right, is that one of the biggest things that I have been mi- had been missing for, for a long time really was the intentions behind doing what we do right and not just like the sole intention but what's the what's the primary intention and what's the maybe ancillary intention or the the secondary intention right you know what are the intentions of it there's some beautiful beautiful clouds uh, making their way across the sky right now they look like they're they're uh, they're going quite fast maybe there's like some thermals up there and you know if you you know if you ever seen a bird catch a thermal it's fucking tremendous um a lot of buzzards and hawks and things like that catch thermals to save energy like they'll they'll actually there's eagles actually have a sensory uh ability to to sense thermal um you know warm air currents in the air right so like bald eagles and larger predatory birds like they like they have this ability to actually like they have a sense that senses out these thermal heat patterns in the air and what i mean heat like it's pockets of warmer air that basically they 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 send the bird upwards and they keep them gliding right and they can glide for literal hours without a single flap of their wings and that saves a lot of energy in times when you know food stocks and prey animals are low or or they're maybe harder to get at you know so um, that's how they're able to survive in leaner times and stuff like that it's tremendously tremendously interesting but anyway um let me finish about jaguar or not jaguars leopards um at the end of this as well hopefully i'll remember to 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 talk about you know what i'll do i'll write it down in my little notebook here i'll go talk about leopards at the end of this thing right um uh, i'm doing it one-handed and it's not writing well but i have it down there leopard boom there we are but anyway intention right and like what is 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 this the guiding principle behind what like is this or or should it be the guiding principle behind what we, we do why we do what we do right what's my intention when i decide to 
let's say, right, okay, let's make this up here, right? And we go, right, let's say I want to get fit, right? And I want to get a six-pack and I want to get bigger pecs and I want to get a bigger back, a bigger shoulders and arms and all this kind of stuff. And I want to, I want to look more, um, you know, quintessentially aesthetically pleasing, right? Let's say I want to do that, right? And that's, that's the main, like, intention behind me going to the gym, being disciplined, having a good clean diet, is to look better aesthetically, right? So I'm doing it for an external validation, right? I'm doing it for, so that people will think I look better when I'm wearing a t-shirt or when I'm not wearing a t-shirt, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, so I'm I'm doing it because I want to look more aesthetically pleasing to the eye of other people, right? And then there's another version of me that goes to the gym, that works hard. And sorry, actually, I go back. So that the first version of me that's doing it to be you know aesthetically pleasing. I'm also right. I'm also happy that I feel better. I'm happier that I feel better and my intention is also to create a kind of a system or environment of health as well, right? Health and well-being, right? And then there is a another, a second version of me that wants to work out because I want to create a healthier environment and I want to create, you know, healthier living patterns for me and and you know even healthier thought patterns for me and i want to i want to increase my level my overall level of health and well-being right and i really like and enjoy that i look better wearing a shirt or i look better without a shirt on or i just look better in general i look healthier and i look you know stronger and i look more you know athletic and lean right Let's think about those in terms of the intentions behind them, right? I feel like when your primary intention is something to do with internal wants and desires, right? So your internal want or desire of being healthy and fit and and like, and, you know, wanting to have a healthier lifestyle and healthier living patterns and better overall well-being. If you have that, if you have that as your primary intention in doing the workouts, I think you'll actually have a better chance of creating a healthier, longer-lasting relationship with working out and dieting well and having a good diet and looking after yourself, versus having your primary intention looking better, looking better in a t-shirt and just having that external validation from other people who will will see you and meet you and come across you. I feel like you will have a a better relationship and a better overall experience of living healthier if your number one goal is just to improve your own health, right? And having having like everybody likes being, you know, looking better um, you know, for themselves or like you know, everybody enjoys, you know, when you know, you catch yourself in the mirror there, you're getting into the shower and you go, Do you know what I look quite I look fucking well. You know, I'm looking fit, I'm looking healthy. Everybody likes that. So if you're having that as one of your intentions, happy days. Because, you know, we are still animals and we like to attract mates. And that's ingrained into us. That's genetic. We, like, there, you know, it would be a, it's a genetic anomaly if we're not, you know, attracted to anything. Or if we don't want anybody to be attracted to us, it's a genetic anomaly, right? So we call those people asexual, right? So they don't have any sexual preferences or desires, right? So... But but that's an anomaly. The the majority of us like being, um, like being favored by by either you know the same sex or the opposite sex, right? Depending on your sexual orientation, you know what I mean. There are some of us, you know, there's some of us men that like when other men find them attractive, and it's there's women that find you know it, um, you know, find it beneficial to them that other women find them attractive and i think there's there's also like for me as a heterosexual male right i feel like fucking hell i, I look at some lads and i go jesus he's handsome and he's fucking built you know and i and i have that kind of you know it's like joe you know, that thing of like you know uh, uh girls want to be with him guys want to be him you know that kind of thing it's like there's a certain thing where 
you're, you're, you come across other males and stuff like that, and you're like, geez, he's very athletic, and he's fucking well-built, and geez, he's a handsome fucker as well, isn't he? You know? And, you know, that's that's just our own... That's, that's uh, like, our own internal genetic mathematics are putting equations together in our head and finding what we find attractive, right? So it's okay if we fucking want to be attractive for other people, right? That's okay. But I feel like... If we're looking at intention strictly, I think having the intention of first and foremost getting healthier and having a better energy level and having, you know, better capabilities throughout our day, I think, I think having that number one intention, that is that is where I, I would, you know, rather lie on that too. And I feel like I am, but it's yet to be decided, really. Maybe I am working out because I like that other people find that I'm, you know, find, find that I'm fit or whatever, but then there's evidence that would lead me to believe that I do it more so for my own health and well-being because I don't really like being topless um not not that I don't like being topless I actually love being topless I love being naked not wearing any clothes whatsoever if I could walk around naked in my house all day I would but it's it's I don't really care if people see me or not because I don't I think I've got like a I've got you know um maybe a, a a kind of a thing where I'm like, I don't really care, you know, if, if if people see me or not. So it's rare enough for you to see me, you know, with um with no top on out in the open or whatever, um, in front of lots of people, right? Um unless I'm at the fucking beach. Do you get me? Or whatever. Like, you know, and I'm not I'm not in the gym wearing the tightest fucking, you know, clothes with my arms out and all this type of stuff because you know, maybe I just feel like I'm not that guy. <laughs> you know, you're not that guy. You know, maybe I'm just, and and that's kind of one of the intentions behind it. But I, I don't, I think my intention for when I am working out and looking after myself is my health and well-being. And I'm feeding more into that side of things now that I'm, you know, seeing people getting injured and stuff, you know. I'm also sick. I took fucking a COVID test, took two tests, no COVID. Um, I'd have a chest infection and a bit of a head cold. So I thought it was COVID, but it got tested and it, was, it wasn't. Um, And I feel like these are my body, this is my body giving me, I don't believe in like external signs really, sometimes you can, you can feed into them and it's kind of fun, you know, you're like, oh yeah, geez, that's a sign now for me to do this, but like, I do feel like your body does give you signs, and it gives you signs, go here, chill the fuck out, but the next thing that I wanted to kind of get onto was the intention behind what we, you know, why we do what we do, right, and I feel like my intention for me doing endurance stuff is for me to see if I can do it right to see if I'm actually capable of doing it I think is the number one intention but I have many ancillary or many secondary tertiary intentions behind doing that right so yes my number one th- you know intention when I am you know taking on these uh, these challenges um, Sula is asleep um, by the door and it is fucking super cute um, she's absolutely deceased after uh, chasing the ball there for the last hour but I feel like you know I do have a few different um, you know motivations behind that and, and I, I do have a few different intentions and one of my intentions would be that other people would see it and that's and and then then there's a two pronged thing for that. Firstly, that I hope to maybe you know in in some ways inspire people to think about what they can do with their own lives or what they want to do with their own lives. But there's also a part of it that kind of goes, yeah, fuck it. I like that people think I'm the endurance guy. You know, I like that people can associate me what with being a tough guy or being somebody who can endure these things. I do, I do like that. And I, but I feel like it's slipping, that, that part of it is slipping further and further and further away from me. I don't feel like, and like, you know, from me doing these things, I do feel like sharing them has a positive impact. It may also have a negative impact on people. I don't know. I don't hear about it very much. Uh, there's people online that like to, you know, pick apart what I say and what I do, and that's okay. I don't mind that. You know, you put yourself out there, you can kind of expect that certain people aren't going to agree with what you do and say. But I definitely am moving more away from that. I don't, I, I just tend to care less. I definitely care less about social media in terms of my, you know, quote-unquote social media presence because people don't, 
pe- people don't fucking you know be, you know it's not that people don't care because people do care and I do feel like people have gotten an awful lot from the page and from the podcast and from what I do and what I say and what I believe in and how I act and how I actually live my life not just how I fucking talk about stuff I do feel like there's a benefit to that but and that's what draws me back into it that's what draws me back into doing what I do but I I really don't want to do what I do for the sole purpose of you know gaining some sort of fucking you know as we were talking about last last week some sort of moral desert some sort of like you know I deserve this now after doing this I don't I don't want to do it for a you know for this fucking um adulation for these pats on the back and I've talked about that before um in my new in my journey through endurance that I don't do it for the back slaps but I fucking did like I did not that I did it solely for that no way but I did do it for I did enjoy when people fucking said yeah I'm I fucking hell that's good going Connor fucking Jesus Christ inspirational all this kind of stuff you do enjoy that because it's a good part of life that people know people people look upon you favorably that's a good part of life and you can look at all the other people um you look at all the other people that are that look upon you know uh, that that you can pick out anybody right in the in in the world right this is strictly my opinion and this is not the truth this is strictly my opinion i feel like you could look at david goggins ross edgley all of these type of guys and if they weren't able to show other people what they do i don't know would they would they want to do it as much right and like my evidence for that is they've both chased world records they've both whole he- have held world records right so if you know if that if it wasn't important to them people seeing it or people knowing about it why the fuck would they be would they be bothered with world records you know what i'm saying like why why would you be bothered trying to get set world records when you, if you don't really care about anybody else knowing or you know or seeing what you do do you get me you know, like David Goggins have said before, I don't do this for the slaps on the back and all this kind of stuff. But he, he like, he does. He, he like he does. You know what I mean? He does, and and it's okay that he does because it's it is ingrained into us as human beings to want to belong in the tribe, and whether that tribe is a physical community around you or a community online on Instagram, we want to belong. We want to be part of that. You know what I mean? So it's okay. It's okay. You know what I mean? I just want to tell you all that are listening to here right now. If you're doing something that you feel like, yeah, I am doing it because I want a bit of a pat on the back. It's fucking okay. You know? Think about the intentions behind it. Is your intention to do badness to anybody? Is your intention to harm yourself? No? Well then, think about the actual intentions of it. The intentions are, I want to stay fit and healthy and I want to inspire people and i also fucking feel feel like you know you know that it's okay that i want to belong and i want to fucking be you know i want to be involved in this tribe you know what i mean and it's okay we don't have to give ourselves shit over it and we don't have to paint over things and lie about them and say i do it because i love it and i would do it if no one ever saw it that's okay and this isn't this is going to be into part three of um social banafi right part three of social banafi is going to be about principles and principles is basically what we do when nobody else is looking right and that's going to be part number three right but that this is just all about the intentions if our intentions are bad behind what we do then we should try and look at them if our intentions are good fuck it like you know if it's not harming us or harming anybody else then you know as long as we have a healthy relationship with it then I don't see there being a problem. A healthy relationship with it means that we can live with or without it, right? Because like, if we don't have a healthy relationship with alcohol, that means we need alcohol and we need to continuously abuse it or use it. We need to continually use it to uh, inform and continue our way of life. If we, if we you know, need gambling, then we don't have a good relationship with it, right? And we continually need to do it to feel good or feel that good, um, you know, feedback from it. 
if we need endurance sports, if we need races, if we need 10Ks, if we need half marathons, if we need marathons, we can't fucking settle in our fucking lives without signing up to races and doing them and posting that shit up on Instagram and all that kind of stuff. We don't have a good relationship with it. Our intentions are not on our own personal development and our own personal fulfillment, they're on a fucking different, they're on doing something different, we can't settle into our lives, and we feel like, geez, I'm actually feeling really tired, my knee is really sore, I've been injured for weeks, but there's a fucking race coming up, and I need that fucking burst of fucking, you know, uh, you know, that, that positive burst of energy, so I'm gonna sign up for it, that's unhealthy, like, and that's what I'm beginning to see in my life, you know, I can't just sit back and do fucking nothing, you know, do you get me, I, I, like, you know, I, 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 I couldn't for such a long time, it's why I'm injured and I was unable to do Project 32 is, I can't fucking settle down, mentally and physically I couldn't settle down, so like, there's a, there's a thing where I have to realise that, you know, I need to first look upon and then maybe alter my relationship with these things, and then have a better overall relationship with them. I'm going to quickly touch on the leopard thing before I leave, right? Boys, girls, leopards are fucking class, right? What I've been putting into my mind, right, is it's so funny. I've been putting into my mind about, like, leopards are just... They are the most astounding athletes you've ever fucking seen in your life like i i saw recently on a program hostile world it's actually narrated by bear grills really good really good show actually hostile world it's on disney plus and it's a national geographic show really really good but i he was talking about a snow leopard right and there was this clip of this fucking snow leopard on the side of a mountain and he fucking chases down this mountain goat latches onto the fucking neck of the thing and then falls right falls and hits the mountain a number of times but falls for 200 feet he does a 200 foot fall and he manages to fucking hold on to the fucking goat until the very end kills the goat and gets a meal right falls for 200 fucking feet at one time, I think he probably falls about 60 feet in one go, like, you know, I mean I mean it, like, I'm not fucking joking you, like, you know, you have to see this clip, but um, they're just astounding, and then there was another show that I saw about a leopard that there was lions that were coming close to where it had made a kill, I'm sure fucking lions have amazing smell, so they can fucking smell things by fucking out of nowhere, you know what I mean, they're like an Irishman and a pint of Guinness, could fucking, you know what I mean, you could sniff a pint of Guinness through a fucking lead wall, but he, these boys could sniff it away, and they, and, and the, the leopard fucking grabs this fucking gazelle, that's like 45 kilos or something, or 50 fucking kilos, and drags it, like climbs up a fucking tree with it in its mouth, it does that, like, I'm not fucking joking, like, like, alright, you, you try and do that, climb a fucking tree with 50 fucking kilos hanging from your gob you ain't doing it nobody's doing it. i don't care if you are fucking dave goggins or ross, ross edgley you're not doing it but um what i've been kind of thinking about is like right let's take leopard mentality right and like leopard mentality isn't just yeah let's go fucking beast mode and fucking all this kind of shit because if you see a leopard before it's hunt before it even fucking decides that it, you know, even fucking wants to pounce, it is incredibly calculated, incredibly calculated, and this is why I think, it, you know, this is why I think it's it's actually the all-around athlete, it's not just incredibly agile or incredibly strong, it's also incredibly calculated, and it calculates within an inch how close it can actually get to an animal before the animal realises that it's there and or the animal um, fucking runs or when the animal is going to be out of range or too fast for it to get it. So it does all of these calculations and then once it actually realises that it's done everything that it needs to do for it to actually make the kill, 
It sets itself. It stalks its prey. It moves closer and closer and closer within the range. And and, all, and at all times, that prey is, is constantly on alert. It's genetically predisposed to be alert, to be scared, to be scared of everything, right? To be on guard. And this leopard is gonna is gonna is it's going genetically to battle. It's genetics of being able to creep softly, to stay low, to blend in with its environment, to camouflage itself. Its genetic predispositions are going against this gazelle's genetic predisposition to be on guard, to be alert, to have its eyes darting around. And it calculates. It it, 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 it puts those two elements into the equation. And it does the equation and it gets its answer. And it facilitates that answer through action. And it acts. It stalks. It's calm. It's composed. It's patient. Above all, it is patient. It waits for its opportunity. And then it strikes only when the time is right. And that's what I mean by leopard mentality. Leopard mentality means that I'm going to take all of the variables into the equation and then I'm going to act with precision, with patience. And then that's how I'm going to come out with the victory. That's how I'm going to come out with the gazelle in the tree, right? If you will. So, um, that's basically it, really. It's like, you know, that's the leopard mentality. Not not just, yeah, let's fucking go beast mode and fucking smash loads of weights around the place and go for a big maddie run or whatever. It's about calculating and then acting. And then acting with precision, patience and timing. And giving yourself every opportunity, those 1% to succeed. Anyway, I'll leave you on that note. Um, I hope you're all well. We're having, it looks like we're having a short enough winter so far anyway. It hasn't been too fucking cold, blustery, icy, snowy. We haven't really had a, had a really, really big frost or anything like that yet. So I implore you all to get out and utilise this time. It's a beautiful day today. Whatever day you're, you're listening to this, it's a beautiful day. You're alive, you're breathing, you have an opportunity. So you're looking out upon the day could be a fucking dark bleak one could be a day like today get outside for a couple of minutes give yourself something all right i'll leave you with peace and love homies i wish you the very very best con